if you got it, w w w watch it. I mean, if you got it, why not just watch it? Hello and welcome to If You Got It, Watch It, a movie podcast where we revisit the shelves of our DVD collections. My name is Rachel. To my right, I have Kayla. Hello. And to my left, Tony. Hello. What a time to be alive, huh? It's a time where pretty much any movie you can think of can instantly be viewed or purchased in a matter of seconds. Well, it wasn't always like that, as you may remember. You used to make a special trip to the video store to rent a tape. Or DVD. And a lot of times, if you were lucky, they were connected to a grocery store. And that was the best, especially if you're having a sleepover, you grab some snacks, go grab some cinnamon rolls from the pop tubes. You know the ones. If it wasn't the, in theaters, you had better go now because it'll be another six months before you get the chance again when it will be released on video. And we've all been drawn in by the $5 bin which was a treasure hunt on its own that everybody had their own methods of digging through to find those hidden gems. On this podcast, we will each be picking a movie at random that we own and discussing it. We will then do a scene-by-scene review, which will inevitably bring up topics like our favorite moments, quotes, and things that maybe they couldn't get away with today. So... Fire up some Jiffy Pop and put on your nicest white sweater because tonight we are taking it back to 1996 with the slasher film that revived the genre and brought caller ID sales up threefold. You know what I'm talking about. Scream. Scream, written by Kevin Williamson, who later wrote Dawson's Creek. Directed by Wes Craven, who's famous for creating the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise and directed many other horror films, such as The Last House on the Left and 1977's The Hills Have Eyes. Literally two of my least favorite scary movies of all time. No offense, Wes. Right? Nope. Last House on the Left. I only know about it because I had a friend that she's like, I live in the last house on the left. I'm like... Okay, she goes, it's a really scary movie. That's all I need to hear, and I will not be watching it. Uh, both have rape scenes, so oh, yeah. that's, that's why. Wes! <laughs> they really <sighs> ruins the movie for you. Really? I, yeah, Good I can know. do scary, I can do gore, I can do any of that, doesn't bother me, but those, both of those movies, it was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I have Last House on the Left. And get it off your shelf it's, right it's, now. It's off the shelf. It's not. <laughs> it might be a veto. I, yep. It, it was. It's. It could be a veto. Yes, we have the option to veto. Though these movies are picked at random, if it has to be a yeah, two out of three agreements. So, yes. Just so you know, and uh, we've got our cast: Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Skeet Ulrich. I made sure to get the pronunciation because around these parts, that spelling is Ulrich. It's by Matthew Lillard. Drew Barrymore, Jamie Kennedy, and Rose McGowan. It was released on December 20th, 1996, which was my dad's 45th birthday. Shout out, Dad. I only say that because he's probably the one who rented this movie for me (laughs) because I was too young at the time to get a rated R movie. 27 years ago, I was nine. And I was eight. 
crazy. And I probably watched it. Yeah. And I, watched, I was 11. I, yep, I watched <laughs> it at eight years appropriate. old. Yeah. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, Thanks, look, it's, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, it's that girl from Party of Five. How bad can it be? <laughs> had, had a budget of $15 million, uh, but worldwide it brought in $173 million. Damn. Right? Yeah. Uh, filming locations. This got a little tricky. Uh, Wes Craven knew he wanted it to be filmed in the U.S. to have that small-town USA charm. So first stop, North Carolina. But that got scrapped quickly because the appropriate sites would inflate the costs and sets needed to be built, etc. So they moved on. But don't worry, guys. You'll see that movie in a couple of years, but they're going to call it I Know What You Did Last Summer. Screenplay also by Kevin Williamson. (laughs) So location scouts headed west and landed on Sonoma County, California. Wine country, beautiful in the cities. (laughs) There's a lot of beautiful scenery in in the movie. Oh, totally. I know. I didn't even like appreciate it either when I first saw it until like these last couple times. I'm like, damn, Sydney, look at your view. I know. I was looking at the rolling green hills. Like, where are you? Yeah. And who knew that Casey lived in a vineyard? But we'll get there. (laughs) Uh, They were. It was filmed in the cities of Santa Rosa, Healdsburg, and Tamales Bay. And part of this plan also may not have panned out because the school board of Santa Rosa High School objected to the violence and dark dialogue of the script. So parents were irate, local papers are writing stories. Uh, but the, ir- the irony of it is one of the police officers that vetoed this movie being filmed all- later on got arrested for beating up his wife. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, so doesn't like the dark Hypocrisy. dialogue, but he likes, uh, you know, slap his wife around, mm-hmm. asshole. Mm-hmm. And But... I kind of get why they didn't want to do this, because three years prior, a young girl by the name of Polly Kloss had been kidnapped from a sleepover at Knife Point and then murdered. So it was kind of fresh in Hit the home. air. Yeah, so I was thinking back. I was like, well, I guess I kind of understand it, because if you know, you know, but you think they're going to film something about a boy who was abducted in St. Joseph, Minnesota? I think the people wouldn't, wouldn't like that. Like I said, no. if you know, you know, look it up and... You'll figure it out right away. So permission to film in the school in Santa Rosa was denied, but that's okay because they moved it to Sonoma Community Center for the school scenes, which at the time, or not at the time, but at one time was an elementary school. So it still had that nice like hardwood floors look Mm -hmm. and everything. Yep. And we, we're all from Minnesota here. I never say it like that until you get provoked (laughs) and then the Minnesota shows. But uh, didn't have any that I found. The closest I could find, and I'll still mention it, is Matthew Lillard was born in Michigan. So go Great Lakes State. Yeah, yeah, Great Lakes. Here we go. (laughs) We'll take it. And so before we see what this movie's insides look like, I have two reviews I want to read you. One is a 1 out of 10, and one is a 10 out of 10. So we'll start with the bad one first, because I don't want to end on a bad note. But... And I'm so, sure it'll be funny. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. I went for the humor as well. Right. And this is and very... you're reading it as written yeah, grammatically. I'm, it, I, oh, I'm gonna try. That was the hard part too, because I'm like, why are they putting periods where they don't belong? But I'm sure gonna try. Hey, at least periods exist. To do it, yes. But I think this is still good. <laughs> and I had to read it because um, so this is a one out of ten. Submitted October eighteenth, nineteen ninety-nine, written by Murderer Two. Stu, is that you? <laughs> 
This movie sucks. Good God, was that supposed to be scary or something? This is the perfect movie for your 14-year-old acne-infested, can't-get-laid, MTV-watching loser of a child. I'm sure they will like it. Maybe they can watch it after Dawson's or The New Seventh Heaven or Saved by the Bell. What a waste of videotape. One out of ten. Unfortunately, zero is not on the list. Ooh. So, well, sorry, <laughs> murderer number two. And give it a zero. Yeah, good. Right. <laughs> you, you took the time to write the review, and apparently you do watch Seventh Heaven and Dawson's Creek. Right. And Say by the Bell. To even so. know the reference and the realm. To know the programming of the TV on yeah. that day. Yeah, right. That was probably in order of what they were on, too. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks, Murderer 2, for Thank- your opinion. Yeah. Your opinion matters. Yes. It does. <laughs> Stupid, but it matters. Stupid. <laughs> and this one obviously made me laugh as I was reading it, too. I'm like, any one of us could have written this. <laughs> this is a 10 out of 10. It's a screen that they made something this original. Submitted by smells underscore like underscore cheese. So like, well, we all could have written this on <laughs> August 13th, 2002. In 1996, when I saw this in the theater, I was expecting to see a predictable movie that we would just get bored with. But I was wrong. This has to be one of the most clever movies of the 90s. Believe me, it was an awesome thriller. Wes Craven should stick to movies like this. It had a wonderful cast, funny lines, scary moments, classic horror scenes that will keep you at the edge of your seat a movie you'll rewind hmm, so she's watching the tape and want to watch again and again and after the 50th time you watch it you'll say just one more time so if you have good taste or are looking for something original watch this film and get the trilogy dvd set it's a screamer which, which I think we all own we all have yeah i was like i have the trilogy dvd set yep <laughs> Did I write this? Smells like cheese? Maybe. So those are the reviews. Is there anything that I missed that you guys want to talk about before I, we get into this? The only note I had about the movie as a whole uh, is just the cover. I just get a kick out of how Drew Barrymore is front and center on the cover, and she's in about 13 minutes 13 <laughs> minutes of the, the movie. Right. It's like, oh, we got to get this big star in. Just reel her in. For a minute. Worked for me. Well, and I know, it's she... just funny. that Red you herring. Know, so, that was all. Yeah. And with that, what do you say we take a stab at reviewing this movie? See what I did there? All right. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay. So opening up, we're at the home of Casey Becker, a teenage girl from Woodsboro that is home alone for the evening, getting ready to watch a scary movie. Original title for the movie. When the phone rings, the man on the other end says it's a wrong number. End of conversation, or so Casey thinks. The calls continue to come and get more and more aggressive each time she hangs up. The stranger calls again and says if she hangs up again, he will gut her like a fish. This is not a joke. More of a game, really. All she has to do is answer some simple horror movie questions correctly, or else her boyfriend Steve Orth will die. Unfortunately, things don't go so well for Steve or Casey in that matter. Casey incorrectly answers a question about Friday the 13th, and Steve is gutted, like said fish, on her patio. A hooded and masked figure is revealed and goes after Casey. She is later discovered by her parents, brutally murdered and hanging from a tree. All right. I got chills just talking about the hanging from a tree part. Yeah. 
The, Ra- that, Rachel's that. our resident not scary movie person. No, <laughs> no. It needs the comic relief. And that's why I think I like this one right. so much. Like, I could only be so tense for so long before we need to break that tension. Otherwise, I will think about it way too long. And I don't but... know anybody that likes the movie unless you watched it as an eight-year-old. Then maybe like I did. <laughs> right after nap time, right. pop in a little horror <laughs> I don't know that anybody would agree that this is a scary movie. You know, I, it's a terror movie. It's I mean, this stuff could happen. It's real. could happen right. in real life. Do you think this is maybe one of the very first horror comedies? I think that's a big genre now, right? Yeah, I think so. And they said it kind of revived the genre, like slashers were for real. Not that's why they referenced really the thing. old. Yeah, Halloween was the first of its kind in the late seventies of this type of movie, this slasher that someone's coming in your home and getting you kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then. The, all these ensued, you know, with Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. And then they kind of fell off again until yeah. this movie came around and revived it again in the 90s. Yeah, the MPA, MPAA had a heyday, too, of like, we want to censor that. You can't see this. No, they didn't want to show the part where Casey's being chased. Ghostface puts his hand over her mouth and then stabs her in the... I think, yeah, he says, like, it's yeah. a moral... Yeah, it must be, like, in the heart, because she yeah. immediately... It's not just a shoulder Well, you wound. can see he takes the time to aim to where he's going to stab yeah. her, too. He doesn't just stab. You can see that he's looking around and holding his hand, like, okay, I got to get her right Ugh. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, apparently, this was also inspired by the Gainesville Ripper. Have you heard of that guy? His name is Daniel Rowling. He was a serial killer that murdered five students in Gainesville, Florida, over the course of four days in August of 1990. Yeah, okay. that the whole the whole beginning scene here of the, I mean, it's a 96 movie. There's it's VCR. It's the huge entertainment center. Um, I mean, everything all about it. The Jiffy Pop, which I they still make. I'm assuming I've they never, do. I've never had it. They I don't do. believe, but it's just everything scream 90s. The little her haircut. Uh, the long, the long cupped uh, sweatshirt going almost down half of your palm and everything oh, like it's a very nineties. Well, you still got it going on. I know what on. you're saying. It's but we're from chilly. the we're from the nineties, yeah. so and we live in the cold. And the nineties also of um, answering the phone and having no idea who was there. Kids, you don't know what that's like now. Right. You just had to guess. You had to guess, and it's not even like you could look and ignore it purposely. Like, oh, it's so and so. Like you just didn't know, so you had to open answer i should say <laughs> yeah and yeah. the jiffy pop i thought was cool i didn't really i watched the com with the commentary again and this is kind of i not shouldn't say obvious but i just thought it was kind of cool that the jiffy pop acts sort of like a countdown to casey's demise sure. starts off good she rips off the lid puts it on the stove top having a good time and it gets bigger and more and louder and you are pretty soon like there's steam and it's on fire by the time she's dead hanging right. from the tree have you guys um, made popcorn Jiffy Pop? No. Yes. I love that shit. That's why when she leaves, I'm like, girl, you got to keep that shaking. It says right on the right on the label, continuously shake. Well, so, she was being bothered by this, this creepy person True. calling her. Yes. We always yeah. brought it camping, and it was always super exciting. Like, yeah, we're going to make this over the fire. I'm going to say zero times that it actually turned out over the fire. It was just burnt, or they never popped, and you're like, it's broken. Yeah. yeah, never had four it. colonels and a bunch of old maids. <laughs> yeah. no. I, uh, I, I just would you keep answering the phone or no. if, if somebody keeps calling you and then like after a little while, why wouldn't you just call the police? We wouldn't have a movie if this would have, you know, these rules of the horror movies were followed. 
but just like in our personal lives, if somebody kept calling you, eventually you're going to stop. Now in the time we are in, we can see that it's a weird number or spam, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, I wrote that down too. That is it weird that she carries on the conversation. I guess I get she's a teenager, right? Kind of flirting because I mean like, he does have. Yeah, like hey, a, I don't have sort a boyfriend. Of a sexy, yeah, yeah. Hi. She does lie about that. Yeah. Then, what's you your know. name? When he says too, he's like, "Why do you want to know my name?" She's like, "Because I want to know who I'm looking yeah, at." That's yep. creepy. That's All the moment the it gets creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that's when shit gets crazy, and he wants to play a little game. Yeah. I did. I did really like the that he said, "I want to talk," and she goes, "They have 900 numbers for that." And <laughs> right, then yeah. hangs up See, the yeah. phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they know. don't waste any time in this movie of just getting you immediately like hooked oh my gosh yep here we go and you kind of yeah think he's bluffing and he's like turn the patio light on again like i kind of yes. i didn't really catch that before because she does kind of turn it on looks outside whatever and then when he says turn the patio light on again I'm again like, oh my god yep he's there and we see steve her boyfriend who this actor originally was kind of a contender to play billy he didn't get it obviously that went to skeet Ulrich, but Wes, I will give him this part. And uh, there was a weird, like, kind of a camera trick. Not camera trick, but, like, a special effects primitive one where they had a lawn chair with the hole cut in it. So the actor put his head through the hole, and then they had a fake body with all the intestines the and entrails out, I suppose, because then, cause then it made it so he couldn't move. Did you guys notice in um, the moment when he asks her who the killer was in Halloween – there's just the slight tune of the Halloween piano Mm-mm. playing in the oh, background. Oh, really? No. Yep. No, I guess I wouldn't. You mean like the... <laughs> no. Do, 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 oh, do, do, yes. Do, yeah, I wouldn't. Do, do. It's like very quiet and slowed down, and it's not exact. They use the question about Jason in Friday the 13th. Apparently, Kevin Williamson was in a bar where there's trivia going on, and the, the trivia host said, whoever can stump the audience, you'll get a free drink. Kevin Williamson raised him, raised his hand, used the Friday the 13th question, asking who the killer is. The whole bar was stumped because they said Jason. He's like, well, that's the one I'm going to use then because, you know, it's a trick. Yeah, I know she's holding the phone the whole time. Yes. I she doesn't call that. for help once. She's brutally stabbed and just shit's coming out the of throat, her. The voice box, yeah. the right through the neck. Right through that there. was a... And she still is holding on to it yep. a little bit. And her mom can hear through the other end. She, when she pulls off the mask, you know, it's like her eyes flicker a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like, yep, yes. she knows him. She knows who she did knows it. Who did it. Yep. She the can't say anything. The first couple times I watched it, I was like, she doesn't really do anything. Like, I thought she'd widen her eyes but it is you do see a little yeah, subtle it's very change. subtle when that, it comes up she, i'm glad they didn't do that a little bit because I, I like the way they did it because i think it'd be too cheesy if they were just like oh right. like to have her be, know it's who it you is. Like, right yeah I, I feel it's just like, that little bit like a rec- recognition that yeah shit you know why you're doing i mean because otherwise you know you, you would have gotten into the movie and she's a high school student do you automatically just assume it's a high school person I feel like it, it makes the movie of that that part of her not giving it away by recognizing visually who that person is. Yeah, and the whole part where her parents come home and the dad says, drive down to the Mackenzie's. That line is also taken from Halloween. I love all the movie references. I think that's why I'm like drawn to this movie because it's like a movie within a movie talking about movies. Right. Yep. Uh, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. No. That's why this movie is so great. You know, the people giving it one star, they don't obviously get it like it's it's poking fun a little bit at the genre you know it's it has that it's scary yes you have these jump frights and things like that but 
the constant references to the old movies, it's it's a little bit of an homage and a little bit of poking fun at it. Yeah, it, the, it continues to do that, too. Like, when she says, Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one was good, but the rest sucked. Right. Wes Craven says, like, I don't want to seem like an egomaniac. He's like, I still get crap for that line. But, like, <laughs> it's good that it's there. Right. Yeah, that I did right write away. down that Wes Craven shamelessly plugs his movies in this <laughs> movie, and it, it, I think I it's mean, great. I mean, you got an audience, do it. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I just had one, again, a little nitpicky part. How... How did her mom not see her out of her periphery? Like when they're at the door, unlocking the door, and they say they smell the smoke, and you see, you can see in the background her Casey coming around the corner. Like, wouldn't you think that you're, it's nighttime? Like, if you see something, she's wearing a bright white shirt that you would be like, oh, I mean, again, we wouldn't have the movie if if she didn't. But just another little. Yeah, how did you see her dangling from the tree? Or can't you smell it? I always wonder, like, could you smell all that fresh blood in the air? Usually I don't you know. You can. It's a very right. metallic, the metallic. Smell. Yeah, because there's so much of it. I work in healthcare. I'm not a murderer. That's why I know that. <laughs> yeah. Not that we know. Well, of. last time when I did this. So yeah, when she's hanging from the tree, that's not actually Drew Barrymore. It is a very impressive mold mm-hmm. that they took. Probably and use the wax museum lady. It's got to be. I don't know. <laughs> Madame Tussaud to the rescue. Yeah, I think it was. They said they had KMB effects that made all this, so it's pretty good. Very good. And then the screen goes black, and I feel like you can kind of like breathe a little. And it's also, I, in my mind, it was sort of like, screen goes black. Okay, Wes Craven is asking you, are you in? If not, this is your time to leave. Right. If you want to skedaddle, you can take a breath, leave the room, but we're going to keep going. Yep, that was a very well done. It was a long intro to the movie, but... It was very well done. Yeah. Like I said, they know how to get you. Yep. Dry Hook, in. Yeah, or say, uh, this is not my kind of movie. And turn it off if that's yep. not your Return kind of movie. Return it to your Mr. Movies store yes. in the 90s and bring <laughs> yeah. it back. Or family video. <laughs> I, we had one called Total Entertainment, which <laughs> it was just movies, I promise. Next scene. We're in Sydney Prescott's room, played by Nev Campbell. Her boyfriend, Billy, comes through the window looking for some of, looking for some on top of the clothes stuff. Yep. Sydney's dad comes to her door and informs her that he's leaving first thing in the morning for a work expo. And this is the part where I, the next one covered up is when you hear that blue oyster cult, don't fear the reaper. I keep wondering, and it always seems to me he's either putting on the music, Billy, sketchy bastard, is putting on the music or he's turning it up. But either way, is he doing that to this little distraction action because a certain dad is something's happening to him? And the next morning at Woodsboro High School, the media is buzzing about the murders of the two students. We meet Tatum, Sid's friend, Gail Weathers, a journalist, Principal Hembry, played by an uncredited Henry Winkler. The Fonz. The Fonz. Yeah, he's not credited. It was, I think, one of those. He didn't want to take attention away from the other cast members. I'm not really sure. Uh, Dewey Riley, we meet, which is Tatum's brother, and the deputy for the town. At lunch with Sydney. And Tatum and Billy, we meet Stu Mocker, Tatum's boyfriend, and Randy, a fellow student and video store employee that has learned a lot on the job by putting movies away in the horror section. So I'm just going back a little bit. Um, Did any of you guys ever sneak in or out of your window? I would have died. I would have fallen too far and hurt myself. Once. Upstairs bedroom, too. It was through our storage room in our basement. You could pop the screen out, and then you could go in the little window well and crawl out. Nice. But nope. 
my the, I talked about it a lot, but I never had the never balls could. to actually. Our do house it. was too noisy, like to walk through. That even if I would have slammed, <laughs> right? shut the door. Tony's leaving. Tony's yeah. leaving. Yeah, it just squeaks. <laughs> I mean, it would have. I would have never been able to make it out. And I lived in the country, so I'd have had a ten minute walk into town. There's no. There's no point. I just stayed in bed. Right? You get halfway down. Is it worth it? It's not. Fuck it. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm tired. <laughs> Do men find Nev Campbell attractive was my next question. Okay. She's cute. I get it. I was yeah. also I'm eight the type. first time I saw her, so, you know. Yeah. Any girl. Boobs. <laughs> Got some boobs. And I do like how they don't really show the boobage. Like, they show her flashing Billy, but they still keep her virginal. Right. But and they that, don't and show the boobies. And that's the, I mean, you're, you know, the rules part of it. Like, you see all these other movies where, you know. People are having sex and they're dying yeah. and stuff. And so it's... it's That was the go- 80s trope. It's Yep. It's going off of these other horror movies. It's following in their footsteps a little bit. I just got a kick out of when you could hear the newscasters when they're walking by, when they get to the school, and they're talking about say, the satanic... The occult. The occult. Oh, yes. That satanic panic was a really big deal. If Just if you listen to a lot of true crime like okay. I do... They so talk like, about how, like, in the 90s, there was a whole thing. Like, they just, every bad thing that happened, oh, it must be people that are worshiping the devil. And it was, like, a big, like, genuine fear of a lot of people. And the police would, like, anything that would happen, that's where they would go. It's like, oh, it must be the, the occult. It must be Satan, you know. The devil's music. Yep. yep. Music, video So games they were worried about right? everything or were, like, the parents worried about their teens getting into that or if it was everything anything that anybody, happened yep. they blame the yep. blame yep. the devil it's easy yeah. easy that, to blame them. You, yep people would get murdered and that would oh well it must be doing some ritualistic mm-hmm. satanic thing <laughs> weird mm-hmm. yeah and the scene around the fountain where they're having lunch that i think was the in particular the particular scene that they were talking about with the dark dialogue sure talking about gutting deer and i feel like right off the bat i mean we know we're going into this like we've said we know who did it. So we're going to say a little things. So right away when Stu's like, did they ask you if you hunt? They asked me if we hunt. How do you gut something? He knows. I feel like he's like, well, <laughs> since I just did this, let me give you the rundown of how you gut something, where to start, how it ends. And I'm like, dude, you're from California. Are there a lot of deer hunters and, in Northern California? The way Billy looks at him. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> well, the knowing look, like shut the fuck up, Well, and up, the way dude. he says, no one said you did. Like, yes! so did, did Billy do Casey and steve well i feel like because not because you, you find out the backstory about Stu and billy yeah. or Stu and casey getting dumped he got dumped so i mean it could it was probably both of them yeah. and randy been. as i'm saying randy knows right off the bat Most he's like yeah, was that before you sliced and diced and like mm-hmm. he knows what's up he knows his shit from working at the movie store movies save lives i did like the the line where um Billy says it's called tact you fuck rag. I did I did really enjoy that. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. And you can just see like the kind of those knowing looks he gives Steve or Steve Stu like shut up you're doing everything. You're doing everything wrong. But tell yeah, exactly tact like don't say liver alone, but that still makes me laugh. It's <laughs> right. so stupid. Liver, liver alone. alone. I love He's one, probably one of my favorite characters for sure and I like how he got the part. Just he wasn't even there to audition. His uh, his girlfriend at the time was auditioning for a totally unrelated part. Casting director said, "Hey, try out." He did such an amazing job that he got he oh. got it right there. Like, he, of course, he's so animated and yep. big mouth. He brings the comedic value. Really well. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a likable douche. You don't yes. like hate him. I'm like, you kind of do, but he does a good job of <laughs> playing a Cali bro. Like, 
you can't do that, man. Like just very. <laughs> yes. And the, the bangs are a banging. Yes. In this. Oh, movie. so much. The, the bangs. Oh, bang. yes. she bangs. Bang it a bang. Yeah. Bang, bang, bangity bangs. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, it was 1996. I'm pretty sure I still had bangs yeah. in 1996. But if you didn't have a bangs. My goodness. You had a bowl cut. It was just I had required. a bowl cut. Yep, bangs check, bowl cut check, and then parted down the middle later on. Is this where Courtney and David met? I think so. I, th- I mean, and I think they have really good chemistry. Oh, yeah. like I For wrote sure. that down and go, it's you can weird. tell that she's smitten with yeah. him. Like uh, she's she's a fine actress, but she's not award-winning actress. But she plays like she likes him. That giddy little girl. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, hot damn, Monica Geller. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> We get to Sydney's sweet ass house that she checks the mailbox quick, I think, for a liver. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. And yeah, I put it was like, what a view. I never, like I said, I never appreciated like her house is beautiful. They all are. Uh, she's talking on the phone with Tatum, who's planning on picking her up at 7 p.m. So she, she can. She promises. Yeah, I will be there at 7, I promise. Yeah, promises, promises. Uh, she's picking her up at 7 so she can stay at her place for the weekend. And we learn from a news report given by Gail Weathers that Sydney's mom was raped and brutally murdered nearly one year ago. Tatum calls to let her know that she will be late picking her up. And another call immediately comes in that Sydney suspects is Randy putting on a sexy voice. But it's not Randy. Ghostface jumps out of Sydney's closet, attacks her, but she's able to escape. Billy shows up at her bedroom window. How convenient. And a cell phone drops on the ground. This is where I immediately was like, that's the guy. First time seeing it, that's the guy. He's at her window. He's got a cell phone. Okay, end movie now. But Tatum finally arrives. Billy's hauled off to jail. And that night, Sydney stays at Tatum's house and receives yet another call from the killer. So when when she gets the call and she's walking around the house again on her to on the phone. Ghostface one, yep, right? When yep, she gets yep. the call from Ghostface, yeah, yep. walking around. And that he says he can see her and she's out on the front porch. I liked her little nose pick thing to see if she can. Right. Can you actually see me? I forgot about that. She does that. What am I doing? Right. And I was curious, was he in the closet the whole time? I'm, because I, I feel know. like you could hear there may be some interference on the phone. Again, nitpicking of a oh, horror movie. Stu. But what's that? Stu's in the closet. I don't I'm just, I was curious. I'm like. I think, are, how did he get he was at her bedroom door, and three seconds later, Billy's coming through a window. He's not Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, so was there, this was a group one there? Because that's, that's, that's I what think I'm a wondering. lot of them. I mean, they obviously have to have yeah. two outfits. Yeah, that's what I was kind of confused, too. I'm like, okay, someone's in the closet. So, yeah, is someone in the closet and can someone on see? the phone? Or is Billy in the... <laughs> it's Billy and Stu. <laughs> so, is Billy, like, waiting in her backyard, hiding and talking to her, and then st- kind of just stews in the closet in the mm-hmm. costume waiting mm-hmm. that's okay. how i that's what i'm yeah but I, I did i did like the you know i don't watch those horror movies it's about some big breasted bimbo and that who's always trying to go upstairs instead of out the front door and now she relocked the door so she can't go she tried to and then she goes upstairs so she's you know outsmarting the killers in this sense of the old 80s horror movies yeah and i guess uh learned this when she's typing which i kind of wonder why does she have sort of like an asl it's so yeah it's def like for deaf deaf tech, people. Deaf typer yeah so i was like what kid has a word document that has a black background but a part that was cut when she's typing for help she puts in her location which is supposed to be 34 elm street hmm. but it was cut for time so i um do that. going back to when you said you know billy drops the phone do you think he did it on purpose 
like I was just I curious if like he was setting I think up he's like, sloppy. I think he's fucked up. I, I'm just thinking like because they they seem very precise in what they're trying to do, and so I was thinking, did he drop it? And then now all of a sudden he can make these calls from jail. So immediately he's set up his alibi. Like he, uh, that could be, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I just right away was like, yeah, and he's sloppy. He's, he's and, definitely and, the brains of the operation. So if that was his plan, but why, he yeah, of it. why give any inkling at all that it's you? Right. I don't. And, and the, after she gets, after the killer's trying to get through the door and she's typing on her computer for the police, I mean, within, 30 seconds on the film Dewey is standing outside at the front door like how how fast did they get there were they already driving by what what's yeah and I is David Arquette just a terrible actor and an awkward human being or is he an amazing actor and he knows really how to play an awkward person well I I think he's playing that goofball yep it was supposed to be, I guess, a tough guy. You kept saying it was supposed to be like this, ma- like kind of macho built sheriff. But they liked how David Arquette kind of played the timid, goofy dummy. This just wants everyone's approval. Yep, <laughs> Take it seriously. He's twenty five, and when he does, he's holding up the the mask. When Sydney opens up the door, when the cops finally show up, I guess the direction was. When Sydney screams, scream just as loud as her right afterwards. Because <laughs> it was. It was, it was like so mirror. good and so funny, too. And, yes. I mean, she scares him because he's kind of like Barney Fife. Yes, like, very Barney just Fife. Shake and gun. <laughs> yes. Well, when um, Gail pulls up, that made me laugh. The Jesus, the camera, hurry. And you hear the guy go, oh, My name's not Jesus. Yes, yes I, 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 love yep, that I had that too. <laughs> Kenny. 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 What is there like? Is Wes Craven the fat guy strangler, or why does he hate fat? I, I don't know. Fat. Like he makes so many fat. Like, is that Lois? Guy, Lois Griffin's that... brother, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's not even that fat, and he's like every scene he's fucking eating something. Snacks. There are he's... so many snacks yeah. in he's this movie. Cheetos, Tostitos. He's drinking like, coke. We are really he obsessed with shame. Yeah, this he guy. drops a bag of chips. But I was like, that was. I'm like, I wonder if they did so many snacks. I'm like, these are movie snacks. You got popsicles, ice cream, <laughs> chips. I don't judge him. I mean, that's me constantly eating, <laughs> but I just, everything. Fat tar, tub of lard ass. Yeah, like, yes, I know. So and, much fat shaming. And the way she so said mean. that, the way she said that, like, okay, so we've taught, we all like friends. Yep. That's very Monica in the kitchen. Like, when I say get the camera, that means your tub of lard ass now. Yeah. And just screams yeah. at if him. If she like, could have said tub of lard ass yes, and friends, she, she would have. There's a red hat on Dewey's monitor. Apparently, it says Boob Patrol. Boob Patrol. I wrote that Which down. Which doesn't, oh doesn't seem very Dewey-like. I feel like he has more respect for women than that, than to have a boob. It was probably a gift. I was going to say a gag <laughs> gift. Or it doesn't seem very, you know, police to have on your computer a uh, Boob Patrol hat. And that's yeah. one of the things I At least it didn't see? say female body no. inspector. Exactly where I was going to say. Yeah, female body inspector. If you own one of those shirts, you're an enormous douchebag and you should get rid of it. I like his You'll little... never get laid. I like this little comic cop um, thing, the little dog with the com- the dog and the police outfit on the side of his okay. computer, opposite of the boob hat. I did I did find that a little funny. It looks I, like McGruff. I was saying, is, it, is it McGruff in his it, trench it coat? It wasn't. It looked like a lassie dog in a police oh, uniform. Cute. Okay. Yeah. The costume is called Father Death, which apparently is a little misdirection that Wes says, because using the word father. And has anybody dressed up like this guy for Halloween? I have. Same here. All, all three. All three. Of us. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Had no idea. I can still remember how that mask smelled. smelled. It was kind of a sweet marshmallow plastic. In the dark. Yeah, and it didn't smell bad, 
but it smelled like that every single time you wore it. I never wore off. I wore it as oh, for Halloween one year. I wish we could find year. pictures of all uh, three I'm of sure us. I, my mom that has them because I wore it for Halloween one year. And probably the same year, we went to a football game, a Vikings football game. And so I split the mask on the side purple and yellow. So I wore that. To, I was like 10 years old, whatever it was. When I got it, I was so excited to wear it because you'd kind of like walk by the mirror and you're like, oh, scare yourself a little bit. Oh, I used and- to put it on and scare my friends. <laughs> like wait wait in the closet oh god <laughs> i also had the bunny that tatum is holding in really? her bedroom with her twin beds i thought that was so weird like does she have sl- maybe her sleepovers du- often well i was saying maybe that was her and dewey sharing a room until a certain point they never got rid of the bed maybe and i mean it is convenient how awesome is that to go to a sleepover at your friend's house and have your own bed have your own bed <laughs> she yeah. is yeah. very mean to him I know. She, he, like, yeah, for being a younger sister, what a yeah. He what seems a bitch. genuinely afraid of her. Yeah. He's my superior. The janitor is your superior. Yeah, which yeah, <laughs> doofus. I just love I it. I just love how they all call it cellular because it's 1996. Yeah. Like, do you have the cellular? Bring the cellular. Right? Don't forget the cellular, the cellular phone records. Yeah, I didn't. That even... was just a phone. Yeah, it just cracks me. And what were you doing with a cellular telephone, Billy? Yeah, <laughs> we like... all have them. And uh, did everybody have one in 1996? No. Like, I know I didn't. Obviously, I was eight years old. But right. I mean, no, no. I was just curious. It's just funny that they asked that. Like, can you imagine asking that question now? Why would you have a cellular telephone? What? Because everybody does. <laughs> Why would you have a landline? Yeah, so, <laughs> so many, yeah, so many syllables. <laughs> cellular. <laughs> And uh, here comes Galia trying to sneak her way into an inter- to interview Sydney and mentions that she's writing a book about Sydney's mom and gets punched in the face. And I'll send you a copy. Bam. And it was very realistic. I saw the making of that. But I was like, I wonder how she got like the connection. Boom. Mm-hmm. In the face, welter face. And when Tatum says that Billy, she's like, I knew he was too perfect. Gross. I yeah. think Billy is disgusting. I don't understand. Did, what did you get obsessed him. with getting laid yeah did you catch when um gail gets punched in the face and kenny has the camera he goes oh nice shot not not the hit the camera shot oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. or funny. when he's uh after he says i'm not jesus and then she like sneaks in to try to get her shot he's like oh goddess bitch yeah <laughs> he suddenly calls her a goddess there was bitch. a lot of that like it seemed dubbed after the fact of effects voice over things added in after the fact mm-hmm. like when billy going back again when he gets hauled away like i mean he's he's down the road and you can hear sydney yeah. like and the, you wouldn't hear that obviously in the you know right for the, the effect the windows the up and stuff and when dewey so the killer calls tatum's house dewey, dewey. when he goes and picks up the phone <laughs> after he's well hung up and tries to be tough guy hello i know i guess that was also more misdirection they waited until the killer hung up so dewey is not in the shot so they kind of be like "Ooh, was it dewey making the self cellular telephone call from his room but i mean come on dewey could never no (laughs) i just love the way hello the tough guy look on his face with his gun here comes deputy (laughs) dewey barney fife again with the gun hello what was he doing in his room that his mom was like dewey dewey get out of here he was he was vacuuming he was cleaning his room yes Yes. Uh, and when they do the close-ups on billy i had i'm like or ski dollar rich i'm like okay i have to know how old these people are it's kind of my last little thing before we go back to school but 
uh, I guess Molly Ringwald was also approached, but she goes, I don't want to play a high school student when I'm 26 years old. Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy are all 26 filming this. Nev Campbell was 23. Uh, David Arquette was only 25. Drew Barrymore was the baby in the whole thing. So yeah, David Arquette, Dewey, is the only one who plays his age his actual in age. real life. Drew Barrymore was yet was the baby at 21. Rose McGowan was 23. And Courtney Cox was 32 yeah. in this. So Nobody's yeah. crazy out of range. Like, not like Grease. Not to be on that, but <laughs> nobody's crazy out of range. It's not clear 50-year-olds sure. yeah. playing high school yeah, students. That didn't, really, that didn't even, even phase me. That <laughs> oh, when you say Grease, know. it's like... What? Suspension it's totally of reality yep. to enjoy yourself watching a movie. Yep. <laughs> So we're back at school again, and there are even more reporters that have caught wind of Sydney's attack. Gail has reason to believe that the man they have in custody for Sydney's mom's murder, Cotton Weary, is innocent. Students are dressing up like the killer and running through the halls, and Billy has been released from jail. Sydney has another encounter with the killer in the girls' bathroom. Gail and Dewey officially meet, and the sparks are a flying between these two. And due to the series of events, a citywide 9 p.m. curfew has been put in place and classes have been suspended. Stu announces he is having a party and Mr. Hembry is stabbed to death in his office. The uh, the reporter immediately, how does it feel to be almost brutally butchered? That is the stupidest question. <laughs> well, it's you could just ever... like a sports. It's when, like, yes. How does it feel to win the Super Bowl? How does it feel that you just blew a perfect game? Like... Yeah, you let your whole team down, and they all yeah. hate you. Yeah, <laughs> the people have the right to know. I'm sure everybody has a everybody has a feeling of like, you know, I was almost killed. That's probably pretty terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, did you notice how Sid says sorry? I did not. She's, she's talking Canadian, to Billy, isn't she? Yep, That's I had to look right. it up because she was talking with Billy, and she was like, "Well, I'm sorry about whatever," and I'm like, "She Canadian," so I looked it up. Yep, I she, did. Then know when that. they had their encounter, when she's like, "Yeah, sorry In about the, my per- your perfect existence." Yeah. Okay. When he's mad because she's not getting over her mother being murdered. Would you just get over that already so we can fuck? Yeah, it's almost been a year. Almost been a year. I had to put my dog down like five years ago, and I'm not over that yet. Her mom was brutally raped and suck it, Billy. Yeah. Ah, Just get over it so we can do it. Another another stew moment that, that made me giggle of the... When who's like this place is like Christmas and she goes stupidity yes. and hits him with a sucker, <laughs> smacks him so hard in the face. And when he's che- he's just so funny checking himself out in the mirror yep. and like like yeah. Christmas. Another another movie reference, Candyman. Brandon yeah, in the Candyman. Brandon the Candyman. Another, another horror movie. There is yeah quite a lot. <laughs> Do Ed. you think that uh, at first when I was watching Mr. Hembry Henry Winkler talk to those kids, well, that would not fly now the way. He- but I'm like, it probably wouldn't fly then either. I kind of wonder, yeah. <laughs> in like, the 90s, I'm pretty sure you couldn't tell the kids that they sh- should be murdered and all this stuff. And his, like, his oh, enormous my. scissors. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear them. But yeah, I kind of wonder, like, such a random part. My, my um, I don't want to say rebuttal, but my question to, to that of it's a random scene. Is it a random scene? I mean, we'll get to it later. Um, at at the house party, but I just my curiosity at the at the other part of it here was was it random? Kind of, but no. I think I know they said one of the producers was like, "Hey man, it's been thirty mi- thirty pages of script and no one's died. Someone's got to die." So then they killed off Principal Hembry. Yeah, because I feel like every other death, it's kind of like I can see why Stu and 
and Billy did it, but it was like, what what they have with the principal? Yeah, and he's the only adult, too. And really he had just called off students. school, so it's not like they're trying to get school. No, but right. he threatens those two students, and it's like, oh, the fair would be to rip your insides out and hang you, hang, string yeah, you up. like the little and, shits you are. And he is gutted and found hanging from a goalpost. Those two guys... I'm just curious of, of... And one of them is at the party, right? I feel like right. you change so clothes. So we're supposed to maybe think it's one of them. That's that's what I was yeah. thinking watching kind of it revenge again. for like, expelling it? them. Because he's like, nope, you two are expelled. Yeah. Get A little get back murder. Yeah, are they? I, just, yeah. <laughs> I had to write down that Mr. Hembry is the the principal or teacher that has been doing this for way too long and hates kids. Yes, he's <laughs> Probably. like, he's, just he's like, had it. I don't give a shit. And he's very kid hater, very nonchalantly <laughs> cutting that mask up, not looking. He yeah. cut a finger off. <laughs> and he why does he need die. such huge shears? Is he a seamstress? Like, those things are, those are pruning huge. shears. They're, and, they're, and they're loud. Yes. <laughs> I like that. But yeah. He is, yeah, a pissed. And, when she's in the bathroom and those girls, I guess that part. But boyfriend Ooh. Billy. Nice Ooh. alliteration, mole yeah. face. And Ricky Lake name drop. When's the last time you heard? <laughs> Where'd you hear this stuff? Ricky Lake. When's the last time you heard? The Ricky Lake heard show. Ricky Lake. Could you hear the voice saying, Yes, Sandy. Yeah, like twice. Yes. I couldn't hear it on. I have bad hearing anyways, but I couldn't hear it without those micro- like, microphone, really. Well, I watch uh, it with captions, too. Headphones, sorry, miss. not microphone. Headphones being amplified a little bit. It okay. was really clear. And I was like, oh, I know. I hated that part. Well, I hated it, but when you hear it, because I had to put it on captions, so it does even say, like, whispering, Sydney. Like, ooh, yep. That and is one filthy-ass bed yeah. bathroom. Are the girls' bathrooms that nasty? That, no, that looked like a boys' bathroom. I was trying to think. Bathroom. I'm like, okay, it's been a long time since I've been in high school. Were the bathrooms that dirty, or did they just... I mean, the janitor is Freddy Krueger, so yeah. maybe he's right? just yeah. Which is Wes Craven. <laughs> yep. And he's wearing the actual costume from Nightmare on Elm Street. Fantastic. I love that. It's the actual that. one. And, in, and he's like, no, not you, Fred. Not you, Fred. I did find <laughs> like, that to be quite I do funny. like that. <laughs> yep. Like, and it, it, uh, not to get into it again, but it can't be Billy in the bathroom, right? Like, it, I mean, they were just having a conversation. She went off to the bathroom. Right. They were so that's got to be Stu. But they were just talking and, like, looking yeah, at the structural right. plans of but, how did but he then get But Stu, Stu was just left the with the girls, so yeah. right. Billy's right. got to be the one that kills Himbry. Stu? Billy. Kill- Billy. Oh, Billy, okay. Because so, Stu just left yeah. with the girls. Yeah. Unless you've circled so, around. Yeah, who's in the bathroom? Right. That's why I was wondering Both. if there were Maybe multiple. he was in the bathroom, and then he went, because that happened, and then... It went to the principal's office a little bit later, so he was just in the school the whole time. Maybe okay, You're getting pretty ballsy coming out in daylight. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. behind the tree, that part made me laugh. Like when Tatum and Sydney are sitting, they must be at Tatum's house on her front porch, and they're discussing her mom's murder and the possibility that the killer's still out there. Kind of questioning, like, do they have they fin- did they finger the wrong guy again with Cotton Weary? What is with uh, Gail Weathers? You know, she's hitting on Dewey. Mm-hmm. She says, you don't look a day over 12. Except- Is that a way of hit? I know what she's getting at, but that's a real creepy thing to say when you're hitting up. But you don't look a day over 12. Yeah, and- except, in that, like- except, except in, in that torso, torso region. So yeah. from the waist down. He's yeah. But her, but her, isn't her, um. Her demographic. Her demographic yes. is 11 what, to 24. 11 to 24. So. I know what she's referencing, but she says but you don't look a day over 12. That's weird. a weird thing to say. Very like weird. maybe you don't look a day over 20. 20? That would be. Yeah. yeah. You like, look a, okay. Okay. That's a, a little predatory. Sakes. Like, <laughs> you, know? you have to use a cop. Tony. He has to have a mustache. Uh, it comes with the uniform. 
<laughs> I, I did get a kick out of the when she asked, like, is there something going on? Nope, we got everything under control. And there's cop cars everywhere. Like, is something going on at the school? No, we just always have 12 cop cars sitting yeah. outside the school, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they said, yeah, it was free extras. People actually were yeah. just con- con- or wanted to be a little, like, rubbernecker onlookers of what was going on. And he's like, we got free extras in this. Uh, there you go. <laughs> the, the, also the line, and maybe you'll get to it, but the... Um, looks like we have a serial killer. Now I've got to knock off a yep. few more to get that tied on them. We can only hope. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I like Real that. He's that again, poking fun at the whole thing. Yep, he's a serial killer. Henry Winkler does not do a very good job of dying. It was a very comedic death scene for him. <laughs> yes. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep, I'm kinda, dying. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty comedic death scene. And now, the only thing that could have been worse is someone would have come and pounded on his chest and he to get came him back, back to life. Back to life. <laughs> um, the but other, his, his jacket's hanging too. When he yeah. opens up, they say there's a little bit you can see the Fonz's uh, leather I like, jacket. I like how he scares himself twice yeah. in the mirror in his reflection. <laughs> Take the mirror down yeah. then. Um, the other, the other part with uh, with Tatum and Sid talking on her front porch that was a very tense scene for her like you you are trying to tell your best friend that your mother is sleeping around probably with town. a like, whore. and you yeah. can see her like doing the thing with her arms like oh, but it really is like because you've been there where you're yeah. you're trying to tell your friend something and you're like i know they're not gonna take this well but i feel like as a friend i need to say it yeah. but i'm really nervous and the richard so gear the richard gear gerbil <laughs> okay, story is it richard gear up yeah. the butt yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he get he put, died well that's know. what you know what they say that's the rumor, what yeah it's a rumor well, people do that for pleasure and that there's rumors that he did that that's what i was wondering it's like so did he put is the rumor that he just put it up his butt or did he put one up his butt and then it died like lemmy winks yeah (laughs) (laughs) lemmy winks um i don't know i i i quite honestly don't I don't want Poor to put Richard that on my Gere. browser history. I don't want to look up Richard Gere gerbil. <laughs> I'll do it. Anything. Get, so I'll, I'll just keep I, The that. people want to know. <laughs> and now coming up to one of my favorite parts. So we get to Randy's place of work at the video store, and she is packed. Uh, now that we've met everyone in the cast, pretty much, I feel like this is an appropriate time to reveal the character I'd like to be friends with. And that is Randy. Of course, because he's no dummy when it comes to Billy and how shady he seems. Like, right, right away, he finger fingers him, and that he's got serial killer written all over him. And he's a movie guy, so he might get me to broaden my horror movie horizons. So I'm not such a wimp to watch the scary ones. But like they say in this scene, like, you know, if it was a horror movie, Randy could be the main suspect because he has a lot of movie knowledge. Yeah, we right, know we're Billy there, does Tony. too. Who you want to be friends with? At this point, I would stew. I Sue's yeah. hilarious. Like, <laughs> he yeah, is. he's a killer. He's no, a crazy person. Is that who you picked? Yeah. Okay. I picked him. You said at this point, but I'm just saying, as I mean, as a whole, obviously, you, know, you don't want point, him to murder you. But right at this point of where we don't actually know who's done it yet, we know because we watched it a bazillion times. But he's just he's so goofy. He's so funny. He's got comedic timing. Like, I. He would be a guy I could. He I seems could have loyal. Seen yeah, he's funny. <laughs> we're and all different. You get this little oh, bit of a I scene. Oh, I see what we were talking. I thought you would have said because you're like, do we have the same one? I'm like, Randy. I said, do we? Oh, I think okay. he's yeah. sweet and <laughs> funny, and maybe he could get me out of a ticket. Right, right around. I, sweet Dewey Jeep. was my second. If I wasn't going to pick, if if you're like, okay, you can't pick a killer because that's a crazy thing to do. Dewey was my second thing to because do. he's one of the most normal. 
You just Guys. did it because of peer pressure. Yeah. Kids these days right? don't know what it was like to go to the store, the rental store, and look around. And, and if they didn't have your movie, you'd go up to the desk and be like, has anybody recently returned this? Because I really <laughs> want to watch it. And it would pan out sometimes. sometimes. Let me check, let me check, check the, the, the tote that the is in the Dropbox. Yeah. 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 yeah, hasn't returned it yet. And then if they really couldn't, then I'm like, well, can you see who has it? Well, it got checked out tonight. It's supposed to be back tomorrow. Yep. So if you want to You'd check come back, back tomorrow. right at return time. Oh, yep. <laughs> I'd be there, yeah, at 5.59 because they'd be back by 6 p.m. Yep. or whatever it was. And like, okay, I think this person, do they look like they would have rented Runaway Bride? <laughs> yeah, I like always our uh, all of Randy's theories because, I mean, he's spot on on so many. Right. He's like, well, why can't we find her dad? Where's the pops? Pro- Hello? He's going to show up in the third reel. Fingers cut off, teeth knocked out. And he's freaking out at this point in, yeah. the, in the store and everybody's looking at him. Here's a he's, simple formula. He's giving him a, oh, he's high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always wonder if that's ad lib because we later on we find out there's a lot of lines that Stu, Matthew Lillard, just ad-lib threw in and those gold. are some of my favorite ones yeah, but he was gold oh yeah we will get there yeah he'll probably shine up uh show up in the last reel and then uh when randy runs into billy he's in between Stu and or randy's in between Stu and billy yep. and they have that creepy like eye exchange between yep. each other and he's flicking his ear i'm like <gasps> it's a very I've creepy seen moment this before that's that's I think when this if you haven't of, pieced it together you're kind of like it's got to yeah. is something because he's creepy as balls in that part where he's just like staring off and he's like what's your motive and like tickling yeah. his ear like creepy yep all right so now Sid- Sydney and Tatum have to go get supplies for the party and Dewey is ordered to watch out for Sydney and apparently the killer ghost face shows up in costume in at the, the grocery store. And the sheriff is smoking a cig. Apparently hasn't smoked for 10 years, the actual actor. So they said that he was actually pretty excited to shoot this part because he gets to smoke really? a cigarette. One last one. And they've got the little foreshadowing again when he's snuffing out the cig in his boots. Yes. And they said every time they yeah, directed Dewey or David Arquette, whenever he takes a drag of his cigarette, take a lick of your ice cream cone. Just to kind of contrast that we got, you know, the more seasoned cop here and then we got the little rookie deputy with his ice cream cone Stu's party part one so everyone is having a good time he's doing beer bongs kevin williamson actually built this beer bong because wes craven had no idea what a beer bong was yeah they're watching movies they're gonna vote on who's gonna watch what dewey and gail check out the party together because their flirtation continues Gail goes in with a camera into Stu's living room and hides it on this VCR, which is right. There's a little copy of Clerks up there. I thought that was kind of neat. Yep, noticed that too. Uh, Stu and or Stu asks Tatum to get him a beer, and it will be the last time ever because she has her encounter with the killer and a tight squeeze into a pet door that is in a garage door. We learn Randy's rules, and Sydney loses her virginity to Billy. I like when they get when they walk in. Dewey isn't there to bust a party. He's like, "Oh, you're underage." I'm just kidding. And he's and yeah. he's breaking curfew, the curfew rules, as yeah. a deputy, he's bringing kind of... these kids to a party that he knows there's going to be drinking at. Like, Again, he's... like you can't take him too seriously. No, yeah. he's he's being the cool yeah. deputy brother and everything. But like, yeah, he's not doing a very good job as a deputy. Yeah, <laughs> looks pretty, pretty cool. cold in that garage, huh? Yeah, yeah, nerps. That's the yeah, the nips are nipping. I was like, first thing, just it's, oh, it's yeah. chilly out there. And, and up until this it point, is Northern California, no sex scene. So going against the other 
eighties horror. And no nudity movies, yet. No nudity, None at all. No, there's no nudity in the movie at all. No, just hidden nudity. And uh, I know it's like Tatum is the only one who doesn't get like scared. She doesn't scream. She, I mean, she does like eventually try to, but I guess they say like Rose, Rose McGowan really. Some people I guess can't scream. Didn't know that was really a thing. But they said she lets out some squeaks and whatever. And she, when she's going through the doggy door, I guess in real life she could. It must be a cat door because they don't have a dog. It's right. a cat. I wrote cat door. Yeah. Because I saw I, the little orange got, thing yeah, fly through the door. Goes through that she could fit through it, but they nailed her shirt to the garage door to create that struggle okay i had a uh, some issues with that scene um besides the obvious of that a garage door couldn't probably lift a human being and certainly couldn't lift him strong enough and hard enough to decapitate or yeah, or whatever it ended up doing to her but okay one one scene she's in at the waist and then the next scene she's in at the neck and then the next clip she's in at the waist and then the next clip she's in at the neck it's like which one is it the whole i mean right before they show her head and neck they show a flip Mm -hmm. where she's in at her like waist chest area so it's like guys continue the continuity here some some editing issues that's the word (laughs) yeah but and and the other thing that is a nice ass house and there is not a light for the garage you have to open the garage door to light up the garage yeah come on now yeah, that's why she opened the door yeah, so she could was, see to get yep. to the fridge. That's why. Okay, because I kept wondering why she's hitting the flick yeah. of the thing. There's no. Well, they, there's that's no why light they set right it up that way so for the movie. But right. in reality, yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Yeah, you have this sweet ass California house, probably on a vineyard, and you don't have a light mm-hmm. in your garage. Yeah, something. On. Install one. Yeah, get the gardener. <laughs> that obviously had in. to be Billy, right? Because Stu, Stu was still inside that's what at I'm the thinking. party. I would assume. Yeah. And, and, and so, maybe Stu was like, well, I kind of like her, so I'd prefer not to be the one that murders her. <laughs> yeah, My question was, it. did Stu know that that was like she was going to get killed then? I mean, like, do they have a plan? I think so. Because okay. that's why he's like, hey, Tatum, we go beer. get me a beer, go out to the garage, pay no attention to the man in the hood <laughs> and the ghost yeah. face. Right. He's, yeah, no big deal. And everybody thinks it's Randy because yes! it's like, Second time. okay, Randy. And then here she's like, get out of the way, Randy. Because he's like, the smart ass friend that says he knows he knows everything about scary movies. A, a misleading, I'm sure, from Is the... it supposed to be hilarious when, how often Ghostface gets hit and all his flailing? Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's hilarious. I when know. he gets he hits hit with the freezer oh, door, hits with yeah. the beer. Fucker, which, yeah, nails it reminds me bottle. of Scary Movie. The, I know. The parody of this because it's like, it's just so blue. Yeah, they said there was kind of that fine line, like, do we make him clumsy clunky or actually, like, Super walking scary. slowly yeah. while the victim is running with right. all their might. Right. And I do like the little uh, clueless nod. And he's yes. like, yep. as if, as, yeah, if. as if. Okay, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the talk to the hand as he's walking away. Well, he does peace sign. Yeah. He has a peace well, sign then, in his face. Oh, but yeah, that's what it is. Probably, yeah. Yeah. probably a little talk to the hand-ish. And why does Billy always have an abrupt arrival? Like right. he's running and oh, he, I think he enjoys it's that whole psychopathic Something. serial killer mentality is that he enjoys seeing the, the fear the in fear. people. And so I think yes, that's why he, he likes every, to do that. Popping in every the time. window, doing this. Yep. Like he's popping in. Every, he's a popping. He loves the popping. And a he Seinfeld loves apparently reference. taking advantage <laughs> of vulnerable women. Yeah. Like, God. And then he likes to sex shame them. <laughs> Good yeah. God. Then we re- we learned Randy's rules to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one, never have sex. Yep. Sex equals death. Never drink or do drugs. It's the sin factor. So it's connected to number one. And number three, never say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to this day, 
even if I haven't watched this movie in a while, if someone's like, okay, yep, see ya, I'll be right back. I'm like, no, you won't. No, you won't. I just said it today. (laughs) Dude, the line when he's talking about Jamie Lee Curtis and when are we going to see her tits? Tits. She never showed her tits until she went legit. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite lines. Is he the original Mr. Skin? When do we see him? He's like, (laughs) not till Trading Places, 1983. (laughs) Um. Before in it's in the Billy and um, uh, Sid scene when they're in the bedroom and they're talking a little a little bit about life and what's going on. He's like, "It's all one big movie. You just can't pick your genre." I never noticed that part of it, the you can't pick your genre part. So I thought that was kind of like when she says, "How about a." Porno. Yeah, how about I know. A porno? When she said that, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Now you're yeah. just trying to please your stupid boyfriend because you're afraid he's going to break up with you. And who even cares if he does? When she's like, why can't it be a Meg Ryan movie or just a really good porno? Shut up. I don't know. That part <laughs> always, I don't know why that annoyed me. Stop trying to be Tatum. You're not Tatum. No. She'd get away with that line. So now we're at, now they've, <laughs> the big twist. They've done it. So yes, now we're at Ran- or Randy's party. Well, it may as well be. Uh, Stu's party part two. Randy takes a call at Stu's and is informed of the murder of Principal Hembry. This excites some of the party guests and they decide to leave and check out the remains hanging from the goalpost. So this part was used because Kevin Williamson was like, I need some way to thin out this party because shit's going to happen. I need to get back to our core right. group. So he's like, well, Principal Hembry hanging Can't from have the goalpost. They're so excited to see this. Yes. I just... Can't get yes. over that. Uh, did you did you hear the song? Or, or, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. well, uh, the flight of the Valkyrie, right? Like, dun, yep. da, dun, 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 yep. dun, dun, dun. like, oh my! Gail and Dewey are run off the road, but have their first kiss. They come across Neil Prescott's car at the end of Stu's driveway, and so now we are post coitus with Sid and Billy, and she starts <laughs> asking some more questions about the night he was arrested. Like, uh, who'd you call? He is stabbed by Ghostface, and in the pursuit of her escape, Sid discovers Tatum hanging from the garage door. She, she's, she sees the news van and gets in with Kenny, the cameraman, whose throat is soon slashed. They also wanted to cut that part out. Apparently that was too graphic. Sid has to escape, but is stabbed in the shoulder. Gail crashes the blood-soaked news van into a tree, which that part did. She's like, I'm sorry, but get the fuck off my van! <laughs> yeah. I put, she's even a dick to him when he's dead. When he's dead. Yeah, yep. she's oh, did she just say so she's so sorry? I'm sorry, but get the fuck off my van. That kind of, that made me laugh. Uh, Gail crashes, yep, she crashes the van into a tree. Dewey is stabbed in the back, and we're back in Stu's house. That seemingly, this part did confuse me, a seemingly severely wounded Billy shoots Randy. Stu reveals that he and Billy have been responsible for the grisly murders, including the murder of her mother. She turns out that Maureen, the mother, was having an affair with Billy's dad, which made his mom leave. Sid drops a television on Stu's head, killing him. And just when you think that Gail shooting Billy has ended him, he comes back for one final scare. Sidney then shoots him in the head, and ding dong, the psychopaths are gone. Deputy Dewey is okay, and we survived the end of this one. I I, I was curious of who made the call to, to the party. Like, who's calling? Is it a friend? Is it somebody that just left the party? Like, it's not a parent. It can't be a parent. Right. And was it Billy or Stu? Because you never hear. That's why I I always want to know, too. Who called to thin out that party? Right. And like you said, they they were super excited. Let's go check it out. And they get out of there, and they're singing Hi Ho Silver. probably just a random friend, I'm guessing. Yes. um, Yeah, I I was just curious. That was the one part, like, I noticed this this go-around of who called 
Was it one of the two killers? No, I think it was just a random dink. I think they would have killed them all if they had their way. Um, Um, There's no chance that Sydney got off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's the first time. She didn't really want to. She's doing it to make her boyfriend happy. Right. So after that unsatisfaction, she gets up and uses somebody else's hairbrush to -hmm. brush her hair. That was weird. Why is she brushing her hair? She's not at her house. Well, well, she just had a little JBF in the back. Yeah, but with someone else's, like, it was just weird. It's probably nice because I do know if you look at those brushes, those brushes go for like $150. It's crazy. I kind of want to steal it and sanitize it and use it for myself. The the camera angle on Randy where he answers his phone, (laughs) Hello. hello. Not mm-hmm. flattering no, for the guy no, with a, with a beak the of schnoz. that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I had written written down. Yes, Gail, it does sound like you're a meteorologist. Mm. Yes, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. Maybe Gail change Weathers. your name. Like, I thought. No, is that her birth name or is that her new right. name? Right. So I was like, didn't you give that to yourself? There's no way your name is Gail, Gail Weathers. Weathers. Well, and yeah. yeah, you would change it if it wasn't your birth name. Like you're a a TV personality. Like you're yeah. gonna change that to something better. Um, when, when, when the car almost runs them off the road and they land on each other and she's like, is that what you're looking for? My whole life. <laughs> Do you think that was their first kiss? Maybe. Ever, maybe. On like, screen. That's so funny to kind think like about. Jackie and Kelso. Yeah. Their first kiss in real life was the first yeah, kiss on screen. Oh, Adorable. Sweet. Um, I was, I had written down too. Stu's house is like the Clue Mansion. Like, yes. why are there so many rooms and doors? There's like a couple steps here, and there's six ways into this room and this. And she knows his house so well. Yeah. Like, she's able to run in here and run and over And she knows there. the address. Yeah. Which I suppose you probably did know that stuff. You knew yeah. your friend's phone numbers. Suppose. You knew their address. Because you had to. You, yeah. How well, was you, you probably to call gave them? your parents that information. Like, Plenty I'm of heading, times. This is when I'm going. This is the place I'll be at. Yeah. What yeah. is it? 26 Maybe. Turner Lane or 261 Turner Lane. Yeah. But, and... like, she knows the address and everything to call the cat. I love how she tries to scream out a closed window. Yeah. Help me. And not even that loudly. <laughs> and, me too. Somebody please and, help me. And like, you know, she sees uh, she sees her best friend. She's, she, you know, almost throws up. She runs oh, away. Yeah. Um, how in the hell did one or both, I'm assuming it's just the one killer, get Kenny on top of the van? I know. And why'd they put him up? And, and there's no blood on the van. And we're getting nitpicky on right. some of the technical details here. But mm-hmm. why did they put him on top of the van? How oh. did Sydney not die falling onto the boat? Well, or at least get the wind knocked out of her. It wasn't right. taut. So she would have fallen onto chairs and the... Maybe they removed uh, the chairs. You yeah. know, maybe it's lined with we life jackets. We got the steering wheel yeah. and the... Well, they maybe, made sure to put the crash pad like, down before they put it in right. storage. That would have broke a back <laughs> or, or at least like severely injured. Yeah, yes. so like at least the wind knocked We're out. We're nitpicking here, but yes. yeah, some of those little things that you see that you're like, well, that wouldn't happen. I, if I fell on a boat right now, I'd be... Yeah, if I, fell the the gro- if I fell off this chair backwards, <laughs> I would have the wind knocked out of me. But I do also like, because it is so meta, if you will, I don't use that much. But when Jamie Kennedy, it, Randy, is like, Jamie, look behind yes. you. Behind you. I'm like, your real name is Jamie, and you're talking to Jamie, but you need to look behind you. Just right. like she. I enjoyed it as well. I so thought it much was Jamie going very on. Very well done. Yep. And is, it's Sydney's scream that distracts Ghostface from not. I want to know what happened to Randy and when, because he's. We see him in, on the couch, Ghostface is behind him. We don't see what actually happens. And then all of a sudden, 
he's at the news van and gets, you know, his face smashed by the Zach Morris. Phone. My guess is that, you know, he's obviously pretty pissed up at this point. He's yelling at the TV drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he probably hears the scream, but by the time his brain processes what's happening, the killer has already left. So maybe he hears it too and goes out and is like, Trying to find out. Trying what's to find out what's, what's going, going on. on. And the, Boom to the face. So the laws of physics don't apply apparently to the scene where Kenny is on top of the van and Courtney backs oh, up yep. and then stops and the body flies forward. forward onto the... I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. He should have either flown forward when she backed up or when she stopped, he would have been pushed back further. I was yep. like, mm, that's the opposite of what makes sense. <laughs> Again, silly nitpicking, silly, but it, yeah, that's but why we're doing this. It's right? those horror movies. Like, we watch Halloween from now, you'd be like, oh, that's, oh, clearly this. Yeah. Like, it's, I think it's maybe meant to be that way. Like, it's not supposed to be a very serious right. horror film. Do you remember? Film. Like, I just remember this watching this. It had been a little while since I had watched this movie since I was young. But I remember it being so memorable when he would wipe off that yeah. blade. Yeah, the yep. sound that it made. That was such a just moment. Yep. Like, that was so scream. Mm-hmm. Like, you was, you affiliated it with that. Like, yep. I just, that, something you had never seen before. I just thought that the, was cool. The taunting when she gets into the police yes. jeep and he's got the, he's tapping the on the thing with the glass. And he he's goes, got the keys. Oh. I wrote, oh, he's got yeah. the keys. <laughs> yep. oh. That also, though, nitpicking again. So she... They unlock, so he Would must have work? a button. I have that also. Would that bob? Work? Is he under? Is this, he under? It seems like he's underneath. Like how, how is, is he, he unlocking? And so if they all unlock at once, there should be a button in the car that she can lock him back again. But she's having to manually reach across. Like I don't get that. I don't get that. Scene. I know that's why I was like, well, how come locksmiths just don't do that? Because in my head, he has the knife and he's just poking around underneath. Oh, but I don't think so. I, don't I know. thought maybe there was a fob, but I was like, did fobs exist in '96? No, 96? my 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 thinking sure. is that he maybe he of- probably either crawls around underneath. He's not crawling underneath the vehicle. I bet he goes around, unlocks this. But as the back door is, the hatch is opening. Oh, that's she goes over to the other side. She makes the clicking sound, but you never hear it pop up until she hits it mm-hmm. so how can he be in two places at once so that's I, I know billy didn't come down and do it yeah i don't know it's it's yeah i was wondering like what the part with the jeep work like why don't locksmiths just do but, that yes the tapping on the glass and the wiggling of the keys is very terroristic yeah. very yes yeah. did very they scary. do something to make billy's eyes look extra black did you notice that how I don't black know, right? his eyes looked like just looked entirely pupil mm-hmm and they'd glowed. I don't know if it was the lighting the or if they movie? gave him. No, just at just the end. Scene, right. When, when he's when you find in, out that knows? he's the killer, one of the killers, it's like from there on out, his eyes are black as night. And I don't feel like that was maybe, that. Maybe it's exaggerated. just a contact. Right. Or right. he's just that know. good or they have the lighting just enough where right. they, there is no shine at all. Yeah. And he maybe just has dark It was eyes. like pure evil. But yeah, and with the part, because yeah, obviously we know Stu's got the weird look, and then they is all he telling the truth about her mom and his dad. Well, I think so. Yeah. I gathered that because like if you look at Stu, like he's he has like no clue. Shocked. Yeah, and that too. Yeah. So th- this whole time, Stu thought they were just doing it for funsies. For fun. I yeah. think then, so because his face looks like oh shit. shit. There's a real reason we're doing mm-hmm. this, and not just because we're insane. That's what I thought. Too, that was like Stu has no clue why they. He was just a little like he said. He's like you're such a lap dog. He's right. just mm-hmm. his, you know Billy's little bitch. Probably because he was afraid that if I don't and cooperate, do you he'll think kill me? Billy intended to kill Stu. Like he was clearly stabbing. I him. just think it went off the rails. Like, yeah, they had I, this plan. I agree. And, and because 
uh, we'll, we'll probably get to it. Mad. Yeah, he stabbed him four times. You could hear, see the four times Stu gets it, and Billy gets it once. Right. Mm-hmm. So, That's what I mean. So well, I feel does, like, does he kind of think, fuck this guy? Doesn't he get it I'm twice? Because isn't he actually stabbed up in the bedroom afterwards? Because no. the part that I, that's what I was confused when he's like, oh, corn syrup, what they use for blood and carry. So. He you think was, he would have at least got like a little nick in the beginning, or that was that fake blood up in the bedroom? I think it was fake, fake blood, blood everywhere. He like, sucks his fingers, he, yep. and it's like corn syrup. I love and that. And then he when he does give him, yeah, when the, he does give him the look, like give me the guns. No, no, I don't want to. <laughs> the before before that, when we kind of get to like the final setup and everything, and where Sid yells "fuck you." And he goes, no, 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 we already played that game. You Just lost. Get, you lost. Getting a little like, okay, that was pretty pretty personal there. Yeah. And yeah, Sue doesn't seem to know about the affair. Nope. And there's a lot of the other funny ad-libbed lines during it that Matthew Lillard did do. When he, he says, has, oh, sorry, yeah, go on. One had to be the, she looked dead, man. Yeah. Still does. So, right? oh, that Still was so does. good, but I don't think that was. The Houston we have a problem was when the gun goes missing because Gail steals it. That's the phone ad-libbed. Thing. The phone thing was you, so... You're me with the mm, phone, you dick. Because the fake blood was so sticky that he went to yeah. try to throw it. And instead of hitting the counter, it hits Stu in the face. Um, <laughs> when he when uh, they're, they're kind of giving their you know killer motive, this is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. Kind of thing when he goes, I thought of that, and he's just got this little bit of drool. Very like we both, I just mm, I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. Like, but yeah, the the stabbing scene, like when they're stabbing each other, like I mean, you hear it go in and everything, but like, man, they went in, they went Still, for yeah. it, it too deep. And I feel like I said, this is the ultimate ending, but wait. There's more. more. Like, yeah. It just keeps keeps going, going on and still, uh-huh. I did write in this scenario if this if would you rather be stabbed first or second? I mean, because if you're stabbed first, you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Now you get it too hard, you're pissed off. I say first because second one. That's when I feel like he's like retaliating because yep. when he doesn't want to give him the knife, he's like, okay, and then yeah, he does gouge him. And on some of his ad he's like, my mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> yes. Great. Was, I yes, my brother and I love those. Perfect. This whole last part of the movie. Yeah, oh, it man. is good. It's like crazy, and there's like just so much like random shit. Like Billy's stab by the umbrella. The second oh. stab is actual real pain because they hit a when he was when Skeet Ulrich was a Skeet Ulrich was a child. He had an open heart surgery, and apparently there's some stainless steel wire underneath that you can see. She does hit him in like the skin. I guess that's like excruciating when he hits that. So that's a real pain scream that he has, and when he is on top when Stu's on top of Sydney and says, I always had a thing for you, Sid. Not in the script. Mm-hmm. Also ad-libbed. And the scene of Stu's party was shot over the course of 21 days because they needed to get the lighting right. So they would start filming at sundown and stop at sunrise. They called this scene 118 that everybody had T-shirts made saying mm. that I survived mm. scene 118. And another thing with the movie that was funny with their it's like the kind of memorabilia. They had hats that said scary movie and t-shirts that said scream because really? they changed the name of the movie midway. But yeah, we see that Dewey's okay. He was not supposed to be. They actually wrote, originally wrote him to die, but they liked him. So he's like, last minute, we was like, let's just do a quick little scene to Wait prove until that 20, Dewey's alive. 20 or 2022. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, spoiler. And that, <laughs> was, <laughs> that was super Sorry. sad. Um, and a I loved uh, Randy's. I've never been so happy to be, be a virgin. virgin. Mm-hmm. I, Punch in the I probably should have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the whole 80s movie thing, too. Of You go for the head. 
You shoot them in the head. You make sure they're dead. Always, like, yeah. You cut it off or you shoot them twice in the yep. head. You don't shoot in the shoulder. Come on, Gail. Do you think that Sydney expected that and that's why she took the gun from probably. Gail? Oh, probably. Like, I feel like she's like, he's not dead, so I'm taking this gun because the second he sits back up, I'm making mm-hmm. sure I'm giving him yeah. his last... And when she jams her finger in his oh, bullet yes. hole, that would, they said that was kind of like a reverse retaliation. Like he kind of like stuck it in her. Penetration. So now she, penetration. she's sticking it in him because he's like, now we're at war. You know, this is just like a pro, brutal fight. Pro. No rules anymore. What goes, go. What- Before you said the, you know, the stabbing with the umbrella thing, that had to hurt. He, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like you got a lot of tenderness right there. Well, he's wearing like, a chest plate, like ugh. a protective chest plate. And so she did get him and had a retractable tip. But so, and she did hit where she was supposed to hit the first time. But yeah, in the second one, she misses and hits him almost in like the collarbone oh, area. Ouch. And so that's a real pain shot. So yeah, we kind of wrapped it up and kind of had to wonder like, why did this movie blow up so much? Because the young actors, we had. It was different. It was and the, co- first the comedy. Of its kind. Yeah, I the think comedy, the comedy in there. And like I said, being and... not taking itself too seriously and just, you know, yes, we know what we are, we're okay with it. We're funny, we're yeah. scary, we're a little bit of everything. Can't talk about DVD without mentioning the special features. I'm not going to get too into detail. I'll just tell you what's available on the DVD that I own. So you get theatrical trailers, TV spots, projection production featurette, which was just small little interviews, uh, behind the scenes, Q&A with cast and crew. The special effects gallery is definitely worth checking out because you get to see the sketches of what they wanted the ghost face mask to look like. And... It is like gross and a little too much. Like Randy is right. The simplicity is what makes it yes. scary. Simplify it. It was too much. It was like sloth had pointy teeth, less hair, and just welts all over his face. Mm. So it was kind of gross. And then there's a whole section of did you know. So there's my little fun facts that the killer calls Casey six times before she's killed. There is not an actual voice changer that was used. The voice belonged to a theater trained actor named Roger Jackson. And that was kind of his thing was like vocal sound effects and dialects. And uh, Drew Barrymore and Nev Campbell were kept from meeting him until the movie wrapped to add to the tension and mystery. And he was actually making real calls on a real phone to them like over and over and over again that the sheriff's department finally called and like said, hey, what is going on with this? Like you're constantly calling this number and there's threats happening. And apparently there are. 14 scary movies that are mentioned in this movie. Did you catch all 14? There is a list. I did not list the list, but apparently there's I, 14. We saw it on on the DVD when we first went on to it. I did not write them down, but okay. we did see the But list. yeah, they do. And so apparently this is there's... kind of an homage. Like that, yeah, there's 14 that are mentioned. So now we have to grade it. We watched the whole thing break down, and so now we're, gonna, we're going back to school. We're going to grade this movie. I gave it a B plus. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It moves quickly. The effects like still hold up. It's still gross and gory enough for me. And Ghostface seems kind of silly now that I'm that I'm older and have seen <laughs> the weird, scary movie. But it still like creeps me out. I can watch the parts now that I used to cover my eyes before <laughs> that I'm okay with watching it. But it's still entertaining, and I'm so glad Matthew Lillard was in that random casting area because I can't think of anybody else that would have done a better stew part. He needed that goofy. We got the seriousness and yeah, like the black eyes with, Mm -hmm. with Billy that we needed Matthew Lillard in that. And he was hilarious. I really liked him. So a B plus Kayla. What'd you think? Me? (laughs) 
Oh. I We're had, watching you. I had written down a little step lower, but I gave it a C. I that's average to me. I if it were in the realm of scary movies, I would give it higher. But I'm thinking of movies as a whole. There's definitely moments where I found myself like, okay, this movie could be done. Like I said, that butt weight, there's more got to be a little bit <laughs> too much for me. But like I said, like with all these movies, I I start like, oh, here's my initial thought. And then you watch it and you watch it and you notice things and you, you know, the the history of old scary movies and just stuff like that is really cool. It's passing. I'll take it. Yep. And I gave it, I was on the fence. Um of an A minus or a B plus. I went with the B plus because I, I do is a very fine line. I really do like this movie. I watched it as a youngster. Um, I, I will, if it's on, I will watch it. Um, it is a comedy slasher. I like, I do not find it to be a horror movie. I would not put it in that. I mean, there's murder, you know, all this and that, but it has a ton of nostalgia to me. I watched it way too young. So it's always kind of something I always remember. Um, I like the fact that they had all the little movie nuances in there of like what to look out for. These are the rules from all those old movies where it's like, if you have sex, you're dying. We watched Halloween. It's like, well, that person's having sex. They're dying. Like (laughs) the humor is great. Matthew Lillard, like I said earlier, he's my favorite. Um, I think the humor in it is key. I, I said he was my favorite killer or favorite character. I just, I really like it. If you're looking for a horror, don't watch it. If you're looking for a, a a good laugh and something to keep you interested, I would say watch it. Right on. It comes out to like a, a B minus. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that because like I'll watch it again. Maybe not for a while now. It probably would be till like next Halloween when you want right. to get into like the spooky mood. But I'll watch it again. I've seen it. This is probably yeah, like the fifteenth time I see it. I'll watch it a sixteen. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so we watched we watched the movie. We took a few notes, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And we all lived. Everybody yeah. lived. We all, all lived. Right. That's because so, we were right back. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. Like I said, I did say I will be right back today. Yeah. And I didn't die. Yeah. All right. So Kayla, being that you're hosting next time, what are we gonna watch next week? We are gonna watch. Dodgeball. All right, nice. Like I said, it'll be a good ca- palate cleanser after all that yes. murder. And we've covered three decades now. In order. Like, that. what are the odds, too, was right. in order? We had the 80s with Uncle Buck, 90s with Scream, and now we're going to the early 2000s with Dodgeball. Hell yeah. All three very different movies. Right, I know. Very. It's perfect. Good mixed bag. All right, well, thank you for listening, and remember to lock your doors and don't answer the phone. Goodbye. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.